You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, yo. New Year, new vibes, happy new year. Happy new year to you. It's been a while since I've seen you. Listen, it's been a while, but uh-huh. we're back. We are back. It's a new year. Mm-hmm. Another another day, another dollar. My mama. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you outside. with the bars. And I'm inside all 2022, FYI, because listen, you were outside last year. I, I saw you outside so much. I, I was I was living vicariously through your outside Look, event. I am done. Outside is too expensive. <laughs> I am staying my butt in the house. It's time to, it's focusing on the other Look, thing. I'm locked and loaded. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's time to elevate. It's time to yes. grow. It's time to invest more. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So all 2022, that's all I'm doing. And here on the Rants and Gems, we want to help our community do the same, right? Yes. Everybody, act broke all 2022 and invest your money and especially into real estate. And that's why we give you guys the building blocks to help yes. you build wealth with Real estate. Yes. And the building blocks are going to be amazing, right? Because we need to have actionable steps that our people can take to start building generational wealth. So why not start with building block number one, the foundation of everything? Credit. Credit. And that's why we got our guy, Marcus Barney, a.k.a. Him 500, Big 500, on today's show. We're going to start off with the ABCs of credit, how to repair your credit, how to build your credit, how to leverage your credit. And then we're also going to talk about the purchase that him and Wall Street Trapper made, Asset Island, which is 40 acres and a mule, a farm. That's Everything. a whole lot it's, of it's, going on with it's, that. It's so much going on with that. I'm excited to share because we need representation. Absolutely. Representation of great things happening in our community so we can see that it's not just certain people. It's possible for all of us. Absolutely. This first building block is going to be amazing. Look, this is going to be a great first building block. So stay tuned. After this brief commercial break, we are going to bring on Marcus Barney, a.k.a. M500. We'll see y'all in a minute. See you soon. Big shout out to our sponsor, Andre Barad of the Yes Real Estate team in Houston, Texas. He's a realtor, investor, and developer of residential real estate. 
He's done over $17 million in sales in 2021, and his team wants to do so much more this year. So Andre and the Yes to Real Estate team turn everyday hardworking folks into successful investors. They operate with new builds, townhomes, fix and flips. They do it all. Find him at yestorealestateteam.com. All right, guys, so thank you to our sponsor for sponsoring today's episode. Like we told you guys in the intro, um, we have the building blocks uh, for generational wealth with real estate. So the first step of anything is credit. So that's why today we brought on our guy, Mr. Marcus Barney, a.k.a. Him 500, and he's going to break down the credit game for us. What's good, Marcus? What's going on, man? I appreciate you guys having me. Look, we love that you're here. You dress like Poindexter today, Listen, so no, we know it's going to be some he's, great he's, information. He's ready to drop some gems. You know he's, 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 a, he's a certified gem dropper. Certified gem dropper. It, Top it, of the year. It said it's called gems. I had to come. He came with the gems. So look, first, and first things first. Okay. When did you fall in love with real estate? We got Fall in love with real that. estate? Yep. It was one of them, like... <clears throat> Love-hate relationships, you know, like a, uh, what was that movie with Martin, right? Like, not waiting to exhale. What was the Ooh, other movie? A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. <laughs> that You made me feel some kind of way when you said when you fell in love with real estate. <laughs> I got my real estate license 2006. Really? Oh, wow. So it was beautiful. Everything was perfect. Like, when I said Thin Line Between Love and Hate, I was like, I'm like the woman. Like, I'm the one that was scorned because the crash happened 2008. Yeah. We happened to be in Stockton, California, which was the worst place when it came to actually foreclosures. Mm -hmm. So I was actually building my real estate portfolio at 18. I thought life was set. You know, when you go into real estate and you're getting $14,000 checks at 18 years old, I'm speaking at colleges, I'm speaking at churches, talking to the youth. And at my site, I was retiring at 30. So I'm like, yo, life is over. I ain't no real estate markets could crash. Mm. Mm. So, fell in love, but it ended quick. Quick and brutal. <laughs> quick and brutal. It was like, so that's why it's a thin line between love and hate. We ended up doing uh, loan modifications. Okay. So by 19, 20, I'm doing loan modifications. The same people that was happy to, to be at the closing table with me, supporting a young kid, is now saying, you know, this is why we don't do business with, you know, we're trying to give him a shot and, you know, he don't know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I don't know if I can cuss or not, but you cuss. he don't know shit. So I'm like, now I'm getting crucified because now we having to redo their loans and people is losing their homes and yeah. people got investment properties. It was, it was, it was brutal. Wow. Wow. That's, mm -hmm. a, that, that's a really big thing, though, that you understand loan modification. So you know the real estate game. You understand loan modification. So you've really been in the game long enough to really teach people a thing or two about how to prepare their credit to purchase a property. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot to go into it. Um, but I think a lot of times we overcomplicate it. And that's the main thing, especially when it comes to credit. I think a lot of people stay away from real estate because of the fact they don't understand, like, they're like, yo, my credit ain't together, I can't do it. Or I don't got income like this, so I can't do it. And a lot of times, you know, I see people work jobs, and be like, yo, I got my W-2s is on point. I got my job, I've been working seven years, but my habits is bad mm -hmm. when it comes to credit and saving money yeah. and understanding financial literacy. So now we got Rancid Gyms, we get to talk about it. No, 100%, and yeah. that's why, you know, Kiana, Kiana and I wanted to really make this year really dedicated to giving people those steps, right? 
okay. to yeah. go out here and buy some real estate in 2022. Because look, the black home ownership rate is 42%. Our white counterparts is 75% plus. Yeah. Right, gotcha, gotcha. and the wealth gap is is crazy, and it all starts because they had a head start. Let's keep it a buck, right? Absolutely. The, the okay. way the uh -huh. world was designed, it was designed for them, not for us. But now, with platforms like Rants and Gems, with EYL, we have the opportunity to to teach our people the right steps. So, almost sixty percent of our community is renting right now, and. Their problem is, a lot of people's problem, is credit. It's credit. Like you just said, mismanagement of money, fi no financial literacy. So that's why we wanted to bring you on today. So that way we can speak to those people who may have like the 480 credit score, the 500 credit score. Like what are the steps to rebuilding your credit? So when it comes to building credit, um, one of the key things that a lot, of, a lot of our community get hurt with is understanding what the report needs to look like, right? And I hate going over it because I, I think sometimes it's repetitive when you tell people, yo, you gotta have low utilization, you gotta have low inquiries, right? But what happens is, is we never talk about actually the steps to do so, right? So if I tell you, yeah, you need to have under 10% utilization to have the optimal credit report. Most people say you need to have 30% utilization or lower, right? And with 30% utilization or lower, the issue with that is that the 30%, is okay, but it's not helping you. Mm -hmm. When it's under 10%, it's actually helping your score grow. So these are the things is like, yo, have your credit utilization under 10%. I tell people all the time, if if when you hide, when you gotta put your utilization low, I can't tell you that you're gonna get a, you got 50,000. I teach you how to get 50,000 in lines of credit, and you mean to tell me that you can only use 5,000? Mm. Or lower? People are like, yeah, all right. <clears throat> well, I already <laughs> use. I already used 20 when I got the approval letter. Right, right. So since I got 20 off the approval letter, I already spent that because I had bills and things I needed to do. So what do we do? I tell people, listen, understand education is key. Understand that. Learn your credit cards that when it comes to utilization, understand, listen, you can have, let's say you got 50,000 in lines of credit. Well, learn first that, okay, well, if I can, I can change my due date once a year. So you could literally change your credit card due date once a year. Well, Take half of your limits. I don't care if you got five fives and, you know, two tens and another five. That's 25000 each. Change half of them to the 24th. The other 25000 I mean, to the, the 10th and the 24th. So half will be due on the 24th, half will be due on the 10th. Mm -hmm. So now you have your credit card split. So when they say, you know, about your utilization, understand, listen, when these credit cards are due, you can use some of the credit cards here to pay these ones off. Right. And most people don't understand that. And I say, listen, this is how instead of me just saying, yo, you need to have under 10 percent. Well, here now you can use twenty five thousand. If you use that twenty five thousand, you got twenty five thousand sitting over here. Right. You could take the twenty five thousand from here and pay this twenty five thousand off. Most people go, well, how do you move the money on credit cards? Say, listen, you can you set up a QuickBooks account. Most of us are entrepreneurs and business owners. You can set up a QuickBooks account and invoice yourself and, and, and literally pay through QuickBooks and cut the fee. Uh -huh. See, it's just certain ways and understanding, you know, which QuickBooks accounts to set up and how to invoice yourself. But now you can transfer the money over. So now it's like, okay, I may be 30% in utilization. I may be at 40% utilization. Now I can actually enjoy my credit cards a little bit. Meanwhile, wherever I'm doing working to pay my credit cards down, I can leverage that and still use my credit. Because I hate when people have credit and be like, yo, the first thing people say is like, yeah, 10% utilization, all right. But I'm at 80 right now, bro. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get it down? Exactly. From the 80. And it's yeah. like, yeah, pay it. And then it's like, yeah, all right, I'm not buying no house. 
Yeah, yeah cuz by the time they do that, it's like you got 80,000 in debt. You take 80,000 pay off on a credit card. Where is the money for your down payment and your closing costs and the other expenses it takes to purchase a property? So imagine, right? So when you say building credit, the thing is this, a lot of times people will go, "Well, how do I get high limit credit cards?" Because what I just told you can help you make a down payment on your house because Matt can't see your high utilization if he can't see it. No way that Matt can say, yeah, you got high utilization or your credit your, your credit card is hurting your debt to income ratio. Right. Because now they don't know that that 25,000 that's flipping back and forth, that 25,000 is gone. So that's gonna help you already with the approvals. But what happens is, is we have to understand is this, is that we need to make sure that we build proper relationships with banks. When we're building our credit initially, I tell people, listen, I don't believe in secure credit cards. The reason I don't believe in secure credit cards when you, cause you need 10 plus positive accounts in your credit report. And if you gotta get to 10 plus positive accounts, most people are like, yo, I probably got two or three. And those are maybe student loans and we'll get to that on the, on oh, the yeah. other side, right? I'm ready for that one. But <laughs> if you got two to three positive accounts on your credit report, how do we build? What's the accounts I need to add to get to 10? So I tell people, I say, listen, when you're trying to get to 10 plus positive accounts, you can literally leverage secured loans, right? Mm -hmm. I always recommend secured loans because we're going to be able to go to the bank and get a credit card. We can get a business credit card, a personal credit card, but go try to get a business loan. It's like pulling teeth, but you can get a business credit. I mean, you can get a credit card, right? A personal credit card. Or if you do a secured credit card, make sure that they have the secured credit cards that convert over into uh, unsecured credit cards. So when the banks look at it, when you go to apply for more lines of credit, they look at it and respect it as yours, not just a trade line. That's a gem. Mm -hmm. And can we talk about that? Because we are always telling people to get these secure lines, you know, get the secure credit cards. Do you know, can you give the people at least two places they can go where a credit card can go from secure to unsecured? You can do, Navy Federal got one, um, Navy Federal got one, U.S. Bank got one, and SunTrust, you can do it. Love it. So you said something about the payment date, mm -hmm. right? What is the significance of paying your bills on the payment date versus the due date? Because everybody's been trained due date, right? Mm -hmm. But what is the significance between the two? Why yeah. would you change the, the, the payment date to these days? Like, why, really I mean, break that down. Why would you change the payment? Yeah, like why? You, like, why pay on the payment date and not the due date? Okay, so when you say payment date and due date. Mm -hmm. So you know how when you get your, I mean, oh, your statement date, right? Your statement, statement date. date. Okay, statement date, date and due statement. date. Okay, because I'm like, I'm like, you lost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Statement <laughs> okay. date, my bad. So your, your, your statement date is the date that your statement closes. Right. So the reason I said switch it to the 10th and 24th is because you got a due date. I always tell people pay three days before your due date, right? Pay three days before your due date, but understand whatever your balance is on your statement date is what's going to actually report to your credit reports. Mm. That's why we leave 14 days in between from the 10th and 24th is because it's going to give a, a, a lot of time for it to report. So that statement date is what's going to cut off. That's what's going to report to your credit report. It don't matter what you, you can pay 100% down on your due date, turn around and be like, dang. And now when your statement date hit, your utilization is through the roof and your credit score drop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, you have to make sure that you understand it's three important dates, right? You got your due date, you got your statement date, and you got your reporting date. Everybody should know those three things. You need to know exactly what date is going to report and hit your credit report mm. with what date your, your statement balance hits your report. So these are the dates that everybody should know for each credit card, right? So as you build in credit and you leverage in it, because credit is dangerous and it's, it's, it's by no means do I tell people, listen, it's a sweet side to it. 
right? And it's a lot of benefits, but with the benefits come habits. Right. And with the proper habits, we can leverage it responsibly and properly, and it can allow us to win. That's what's important about these conversations is because it's not just go get credit and blow it. No, it's not go get credit and use it to get in business and not understand the principles to have the proper steps in place. Education is key. But before I can educate you all day, they can sit here and you can listen to me right now. But if you don't apply the things when I say the three dates, if you don't go and find those out, then it don't matter. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so but let me get back to because uh, I want to make sure. Since I'm here, that I give the gems on how to build that report out. So that's what I'm talking about. With the you can use secure credit cards or secure loans, but use it with institutions that you're gonna build with. You got different companies out there that do things like you can report your utility bills, right? You can report your utility bills. You can report your rent. Um, you can do um, add if you got family members to add you on as authorized users. These are different things that you can do. But one of the things, this is to build up to the 10, right? I why 10? Why, why that number 10? Yes. That's the amount of accounts that you want to get to, to be in the green, in the positive, the most efficient, is they want you to have at least 10 plus positive accounts on your credit report when they judge your credit profile. Mm. So that's the, that's the key thing is getting 10 plus positive accounts on there, right? So when I tell people with like the rent reporting companies is that you want to actually get two companies mm. to report your rent. Why? Because it's going to give you two accounts to report every single month. And it goes back two years. So that'll give you two years of age and that help with your history as well. Right. We get that next. It's going to help with your history. Also, once you do those two accounts, I tell people you go and you can do two or three secure loans. Right. With the secure loans, those are going to hurt your credit at first because they're fresh. But you let them go for six months and then you knock them down one by one. Right. So you may go and let's say you get three secured loans or three secure, uh, two secured loans and a secure credit card that converts to uh, unsecured for the first six months. When you add them on, it's going to drop your, your the new account and the max utilization is going to drop your report. Mm. You're going to pay it down every single month for the, the uh, six months. That's going to give you three on time payments every month. That's going to give you three accounts dropping utilization every single month for six months. Then after that, you knock them down by one. The, the, on the sixth month, you might drop the first one down. Boom, all the way down to like 10%. The next, and your score is gonna shoot up. The next month, drop it one down. Boom, mm -hmm. score gonna shoot up. Drop the next one down. Boom, score gonna shoot up. It's a process, right? Okay. But now you got six, you got six, about six accounts on your credit report. I tell people, listen, if you don't have people that, that can add you as authorized users, that's fine. One of the things that most people, like myself, I don't know nobody who don't got student loans. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Speaking for myself. I know yes, right? I, I think everybody has. Realize that when we remove the student loans off our credit report, it does more damage than good. Mm. I don't know nobody got a student loan yesterday. You got that student loans a few months ago. Yeah. Yes. Or decades ago. <laughs> yes. Right? Decades. Yeah. So that age is on there. What I tell people is do is the best way is to try to monitor and clean those student loans up. Keep those student loans in good faith. But from there, once you get the student loans in, in, in good standings, especially kids going into high school and going into college as parents, we need to understand and educate our, our, our youth. Let's make sure these, these, these student loans stay in good position because this is probably going to help you leverage and fund whatever it is you're going to do after yeah. college instead of trying to remove them. People are trying to remove them and they hurt their credit. Yeah. <laughs> the student loans help people get approved for higher limit credit cards. 100% because like you said, it's, it's the, the length mm -hmm. that 
you know, the time that it's been it's on somebody's and, credit. And it's the amount. You know what I'm saying? And the dollar yep. amount, right? That's right. And the number course. of accounts. And the number Who of got one? You, and you know most what? I think they normally have like three or, or four under one umbrella. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, I get most people, they have like six, seven, up to 15, 16 accounts because they break them up. It'd be like $300 here, $3,000 yeah. yes. here, yes. 2000 here, and they break up. But these are the things that help you build your report. See what I'm saying? So these are the things that we need. Then we need to look on age. So the age of your report is important. This is where, you know, if you're going into home buyer, like I tell people, I want to get you to five years of age, average age. But going into home buyer, one to two years, you okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you literally can can run a play and like I just broke down, you could run this move for a year. If you got any student loans, that's going to help you. If you don't have student loans, you can then offset it and, and try to add an age trade line to it, and it'll help you take it to the next level. Dope. Oh, that's Dope. great so information. Ten, so we need 10 accounts, mm -hmm. at least 10 accounts. Yeah. Right? We need to be paying our, our credit card bills, cell phone bills, whatever's on our credit report, we need to be paying it on our statement dates. You need, no, you need to pay it. I, I pay two, three days before my due date. Before your before due, due date. date. But, mm -hmm. but the statement date is when... It needs to be dropped down. Mm -hmm. It needs to be dropped down to 10% or below. Yes. So that way, when it's reported to the credit report, if you started off at 10000 you drop it to 1000 Now, on a statement date, it closes. Then it's going to report to the credit bureaus as $1,000. So you got to you know, 10% utilization right there. Exactly. And then you just pay off whatever your bill is before the due date. The yes. balance or whatever the case may be. Um, yes. That, that's some really yeah. good information. So now we're talking. So you already kind of covered how to get someone from zero to getting some great credit. What about those have already that have already damaged their credit? And let's just say you have all these open collections accounts. Do they pay them off? Do they pay them in full? Should they negotiate them? Like, what are some strategies like that you use to help people get their credit prepared from that aspect? One of the things I do is this: is that. I always challenge the validity, right, of accounts. So I always want to go on and challenge, listen, is it verifiable and is it accurate, right? That's the, that's the key thing that I always do is challenge, is it verifiable, is it accurate, right? You can use 609s, you can use 611 letters, right? A lot of times is that we don't even properly challenge, we send letters out and we don't even properly challenge the negative items on our credit report. A lot of times we don't know that when we actually send in a dispute who they're verifying through. Right. So a lot of times they don't know like LexisNexis, SageStream, Innovis, CoreLogic, ARS, um, you know, they don't know these companies exist. Mm -hmm. So these companies house data. So since these companies house data, a lot of times like we get a 60 percent return, 70 percent return on deletion just by opting out of the secondary bureaus. Mm. Right. And somebody will say, well, yo, how do we contact them? Google it. CoreLogic, ARS, Innovis. SageStream, LexisNexis, Google those companies. Figure out how you can contact them. Some of them you can do by mail. Some of them you can do over the phone. All you do is opt out and tell them, listen, I didn't give you permission to validate my information. Mm. The credit bureaus don't have, oh, you think the credit bureaus got, oh yeah, listen, let me, how do I validate that he lived here and all of the details and, and they house it? No, they use secondary data furnishers to match the information and go, nope, this is accurate with what the collection company has. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So they need to get themselves off of that list Yes. first mm-hmm. and then go in and say okay let's just dispute the, vali- the validity of these yeah. a question I have is and I heard this and I've tried this before a long time ago mm-hmm. I literally had like 15 open accounts mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. little stuff you know some, sometimes growing up you know poverty shout out to my mom got the cable in my name but you know no big deal anyway right? It, so when you're going to dispute these items I thought I could just log on press the dispute button mm-hmm. and then boom they're gonna, I'm going to win my case because I wrote my words. Mm-hmm. Then I later found out when you press that button, it limits you from truly disputing the case because now you're agreeing to the terms of the company. So can you talk a little bit about that and why someone would maybe want to dispute a different way? With what, doing it like online? Yes. So um, I don't got my exact verbiage on here. It's certain times you could dispute online, okay. right? Um, that work and with systems because a lot of these companies, a lot of new companies are coming out with technology is evolving so quickly, right? So now um, we had a company that we was using doing disputes during 24 hours. The company's gone now. Um, <laughs> they, they shut it down. But with doing it, you know, via mail, when you're sending your actual dispute letters, you're sending it into the credit bureaus versus, you know, a lot of people don't read the fine print of what you agree to. And so a lot of people is just clicking through to get it done quickly, right? But once you actually, when you're sending in letters, you're doing it directly with the credit bureaus and what's on your letters, what your actual your terms are, what you're disputing, right? So once you go in, you know, they always put fine print of things that you opted into or you agreeing to, certifying that it's you, you giving them that this is my name, this is my, this I am this person. Now you certify your, your, your IP address, you know, so right. a lot of these things come back now with technology is that you don't think, oh, my IP, well, my IP address got anything to do with it. Well, when you did the credit application for American Express, this was your IP address. Oh, yeah, cool. This, so this is you now today. Yes, this is me. I'm disputing that this don't belong to me from the same IP address that <laughs> you, you applied for. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is you. Yeah, now it's going to stay on here another seven years that you, you got to hold this. But this is that, you know, because we just don't think about technology. We thinking right. they're not tracking us. We not. It's a grid for everything. So I tell people, listen, when you send in your dispute letters, right, even with that, it's a system. It's a computer that's reading the dispute letters. I tell you, look, you literally can backdate your dispute letter two weeks. 
If you backdate your dispute letter two weeks, what happens is, is the letter is going to be read by an automated machine. It's going to read what you put on the letter. If you backdate it two weeks, follow back up with a 30-day demand to comply, let's see what the system do to itself. Mm. Jim. These are things that I not say, listen, it's just understanding that it's a system. Understanding that CFPB is your best friend. A lot of times these consumers... Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. What's CFPB? Slow it down. Okay. Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Okay. All right. That's the person who's for us, right? A lot of times these are private companies that like TransUnion, Equifax, experience private companies. So since they're private companies, they don't got your best interest at heart. The best interest is the people who's going to pay them, right? Yeah. CFPB is the company that governs them, which makes them stand on and abide by the laws. And this is like, I can't go into all the laws and consumer financial protection, yeah. you know, today, but you want to understand, this is why you study the laws and understand that with consumer finance, with CFPB, you can literally do disputes through Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is the government that's going to hold them accountable. Mm. See, a lot of times you can challenge your inquiries. You can challenge, like when you go to these dealerships, you can make them pay you. You know, for every inquiry that they hit you with, you can make them pay you for actually running your credit when you didn't give them permission. Because you only gave them permission to run it once. Exactly. But they ran it through 100 different banks not just a hundred to, to try to get you approved <laughs> feel like yeah. about a thousand yeah it's crazy yeah. trying to buy a car sometimes and and that that's the thing is that we just we just unaware sometimes of the systems that's out there to actually help us because not only can we dispute through them we actually can sue through them mm. right so we can actually sue cfpb hey go on here and follow suit because this isn't supposed to happen right so this is it's just a lot to understand like how to actually leverage like understanding credit and the whole spectrum. But at first, I tell people, listen, it's just understanding what your report needs to look like. Once you go into you messed it up, now you got to go into a whole deeper realm Absolutely. of fixing it. And that's where, you know, I tell people, look, you could you could use letters, dispute letters. You can find them online, 609, 611. Um, you always change the verbiage to make it sound like a real person. A lot of times people go and they create a dispute letter. They take a template from online and they just mail it in. Yeah. It's like, no. Guess what? A million other people Googled that letter. He was like, no. Bro, you change can't. Change, change your verbiage up a little bit. Put some uh, misspelled words. Change the font. Change the color of what you put on the paper. If you want to mess with the machine, they got to read it. Put it in red. Mm. Now a human has to deal with it. Humans have errors. It's the reason you got bad credit, because human error. Yeah. Guess what? Now a human got to sit here and type all this stuff in. Miss one of my account numbers wrong if you want to. It's automatic deletion. Mm. How true is it that on your credit report, if you have like wrong addresses and things of that yes. nature, that that actually brings down your score too? Because somebody was telling me that. And I'm like, I don't know how true that is, but I know you can have that stuff deleted off if it's yeah. inaccurate. But will that actually improve your credit score if you're deleting like old, old or incorrect addresses, like misspelled of your name, you know, things like that? So with that, what happens there is that, yes, that's a, it's a double benefit because if I got, if you got a misspell, if your name is misspelled in your credit report, that means that account, some account has your name misspelled. Mm. So what I'm doing is I'm going to remove it. If it's addresses, it's just having a lot of data on your report. When you remove those little items, it can help you two, three points, right? But if you have a, a wrong address, somebody got your address wrong and reported to your credit report. So if you got a lot of most people who got a lot of negative accounts, 
most likely they got majority negative accounts. So when they go to remove the address, it's two or three accounts that may be tied to that address that's incorrect. Well, what happens is, is that you go remove the address and you challenge that account and they go to challenge the validity of it if it's accurate or verifiable. Well, now it's inaccurate. Since the account is inaccurate, they got to remove it off your credit report. Mm. You know? There we are. I like that. I like <laughs> that. Say no more. <laughs> yeah, say less. Look at your credit report. I now, before you go, sorry. Uh. How can people look at their credit reports? Like, what's good tools to, like, look mm. at the credit report so that way someone can see, like, all right, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Identity, uh, you can use Identity IQ, right? You can use Identity IQ. You can either use Identity IQ or you can use Experian, right? You can go to Experian, pay for the account. Pay the credit bureaus to give you full access. And what happens is once you get into Experian and you have an account with them, it's a lot more that you can do when it comes to looking at your report, looking at your soft pools. It's a lot that come with that. Mm. So those are, those are your two favorites. What's the problem with Credit Karma? I mean, everybody loves Credit Karma. Well, a lot of people use Credit Karma, but I just a different scoring I, model. I think yeah. it's um, convenient. The app is pretty, you know. It's, 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 <laughs> you get credit. you get you get alerts. Oh, you're you're up twenty five points. You, you mm. feel good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a vantage score, so it's a different scoring model that's not used by the bank. He's not pulling from that. That he's not using mm. that. When they come to get a home, they're not going to Credit Karma looking at your vantage score. It's not accurate, right? Mm. I tell people, listen, it's okay. I'm that. I see so many people love to go. I'm a credit guy. And don't look at Credit Karma. It's like, listen, look at what you want to look at. When it's time, go to myfico.com. Pull your score. Understand the different scoring models. Yeah. Understand what MG gonna pull from. What FICO he gonna pull. Right. Understand that's when you start looking at it. But it's okay to look and go, hey, Joe Blow just put an inquiry on my report. Whether my score is correct or not, this inquiry is. Right. And I know it's free. And I know it's super convenient for me. To, you know, I already got it because they got so many users on there. I said, listen, if you're going to review and you use that for review, that's okay. But don't sit there and go, yeah, I got an 820 off a of credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when we pull this part, it's 640. Listen, it's <laughs> a little less. Yeah. It's a little less, I've, I've seen respectfully. That, I've seen that movie before yeah. where people are like, how's my score so low? I got an 800. I'm like, no, you don't. Yes. That is credit karma. That yeah. is, that's like a fucking Zestimate, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're not really paying attention to that. So Zestimate ain't correct? Nah. That's, oh, nah, man, nah, please. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That so, is off. But that's the, that's the point. It's like you want to be in, you want to understand where to go and really look and check into it at. Mm -hmm. But then we start understanding is that the, the biggest point is this. I didn't give a damn about credit. Most people don't give a damn about credit. You know why? Everybody before us had fucked up credit. Yep. And then they go, well, there's so many benefits to having good credit. And people be like, name them. Buy a house and get a credit card for emergencies. Right? Mm -hmm. And for, Think about it. That was it. You get a credit card, you save it for emergencies, and you only put gas on it. True. Get gas and, and use it for emergencies. Well, you mean to tell me I got to worry about a Vantage score, a My FICO, an inquiry, a, a secure credit card, an unsecured credit card, a 10% utilization. I got to do all of this for that? Yes. My guy, I'm going to keep renting. Mm. Right? Like, why, why wouldn't I rent? At that point, it goes, it's too much work.
I got to do all this work. What's the benefit? That's why I got into the benefit of telling people, listen, it's benefits when you start having good credit. You need to know the perks of having good credit, the things that it can do for you. Yeah. That's way we, you know, like when I started telling people about like adding people on authorized users, that was one way of having good credit. But nowadays, you you need to add 10 plus positive accounts, right? You guys are in real estate, you guys are in business, you guys is in marketing. I said, well, look, Rance and Jims, they gonna be all day. I see they run a podcast and talking about real estate. Rance and Jims, that's a hell of a name. <laughs> so appreciate it. You know, right. I give you, I give credit where credit yeah. is due. Rants and gems. It's 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 amazing, and it, it, right, it's an automatic. It's like recession proof. It's like yeah. Rants and Gems show. I'm tuning in. Recession proof. What the hell is that? Yeah. Right. So what I tell people, I say, listen, when you're building your credit up, figure out ways to monetize off of it. So now if I tell you, hey, listen, you you know the trucking market is so inflated right now. In trucking, you can it almost costs a whole trailer. The trailer costs just as much as a truck. Absolutely. Yes. People don't know you can go finance a trailer. Yes. Yep. You can go finance a trailer for twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars. Pay four or five hundred dollars a month while building your credit. So if I got a four or five hundred dollar a month note for actually financing a trailer, well, I'm gonna go rent it. I'm gonna rent it to EYL yeah. since they yeah. like to wrap <laughs> trucks and put their name on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna rent it to oh, EYL. I'm putting it Ransom Gyms. Yeah. Let's look a thousand dollars a month. This truck is gonna a billboard in a city gets nah, a few hundred thousand views. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, truck. well, let's 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 try a couple million. Yeah. On the road traveling through cities and, and states that people where you would never get exposed to, but since you got a cool name like Ransom Gyms and you put a, a QR code on there that leads directly to your podcast, the number one podcast, whatever the best episode, right? Yeah. Like the episode on Ransom Gym with him five hundred. Yeah. You gonna put the ah! QR code? <laughs> First of all, we like it's the plug for me. I like, I like how we're right, okay, we got manifestation. It's just Tuesday. <laughs> I, lo- like I, I, I like your you know, style. Big Trap is somewhere I love your, like... I love your style. I love you your know, style. Listen, he always go before me. He's always in there, out there in the, in the hangings. But I'm coming. <laughs> so what I tell people is this, right? Is that... When, Shout out the Trap. <laughs> always right? Big Trap. So when you put the QR code on there, people can scan it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hot name that's going to be attractive. So people scan the QR code, guess what? You gain impressions. If you got a different business, you can make a landing page for it, right? But for the person building their credit, it's four fifty. It's a thousand dollars a month for you to put your business on on a truck, and it's a thousand dollars for the person to rent my to rent my trailer because they probably already maxed out their credit because they got to finance the trucks and people struggle to get trailers. So now I'm making two thousand dollars a month off moving real estate, right? And it's a different form of real estate. It's just real estate. Now I'm collecting money off of it, yes. off of having good credit or building my credit and qualifying for it. I'm making sixteen hundred dollars a month. You're a landlord, and it seems like you're what, what you're really telling people is. That we have to stop being afraid of credit. What we were taught about credit was using on emergencies yeah. only, you know, use your own money, never mm. leverage. And what we have to do is shift that mindset. And how do you, like, I know, we know you have the huge program, right? Mm. How do you go about helping people shift their mindset? Because they can't even buy a house. Mm. As a broker, I can tell you, you can't buy a house without having at least three trade lines. At yeah. least. Mm-hmm. And they need to be diverse. Yeah. And if you're one of those people like you're afraid of credit, we're going to feel like you're afraid of a mortgage, too. So now you can't get it. Gotcha. Like I just said, right? Making people see the benefit in credit first. Mm-hmm. If I don't see a benefit, I just gave them a play on a cash benefit. You make $1,400 a month, $1,600 a month profit. Mm-hmm. What does that do? That gives you earned income because now that's your business. Right. Mm-hmm. From having, from you building your credit, you just started a business. Right. You go set the LLC up. 
mytrailers.com, right? Rent my trailer, rent my, and shout out to my guy with rent my trailers. It's another guy out there that, that actually does rent trailers, mm -hmm. but he didn't do the advertisement aspect, right? And so now people are getting into that. So now you go set up a, um, the rent, the, the, the rental trailers, promotions.com, right? Yeah. That's a business. That's a stream of income. Because yeah. y'all need to see what? Tax returns. You need it. to see income. Okay, well, I might get an entrepreneur law. I might go through the entrepreneur way yeah. and say, well, let me just run the bag up. I didn't go went and got four trailers. Now yeah. I'm making. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Again, seven, eight thousand. Listen, it's, it's, it's the entrepreneurial loan for yeah. me, baby. Yeah, yeah now you love you, it. That's seven now. If you got four trailers at what? Let's just run it off at 15. Mm -hmm. You at $6,000 a month. You mean to tell me in, in four to six months I'm up twenty thousand, twenty five thousand? Now we talking what twenty percent down? No, 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 no doc. Yeah, no problem. You in there? You in there? Bitch. But now it, it, and my credit is okay, but it's just me leveraging my credit. But now if I realize and go wait, I can only put down a few, few dollars because I got good credit and I got cash flow coming in now. Now people start to look at it different, but nobody teaches us how to cash flow off of having good credit. No. Mm. So that's where like the credit to cash plays and things like that come in is because it's like, let's just give people a, a way to benefit from the work that they put in. Yeah. I, I got to learn all of this yeah. and no because benefit. The house is the benefit, but you also want to see the cash flow. But, yeah. and, and then and with the house, like now, okay, so now I tell people this. I say, look, when you're going to go, when you go to purchase a house, it's, when you purchase in a house, it's a lot that you can do with it, right? A lot of people get afraid of purchasing a house. Why? It's like, yo, it's, it's anxiety of ownership, but they don't realize that, listen, when you purchase a house, you can leverage credit to cover your utility bills. Yeah. You can leverage credit to not have to pay your mortgage. You can leverage credit, <laughs> not, not pay your mortgage, but to not pay for utility bills and your insurance, Correct. right? So the homeowner's insurance, not mortgage, but homeowner's insurance, things like that, with the reward points that you gain off of having good credit. Mm. See, everything I do in business, everything I do in life, I put on credit cards. Why? So I can accumulate reward points. I understand which credit cards I need to go use. For me, I do marketing advertisement, so I use my gold Amex. But if I'm in real estate, let's just say if I was even on the investment side and I'm building, I'm, I'm looking at what banks pair up and partner good with Home Depot. Yeah. Correct. How am I going to get the most out of Home Depot or is it going to be Lowe's? Because one, it's, it's usually a Chase or, or Amex it's is yeah. going to go with yeah. one yeah. and one bank is going to go with the other, yeah. right? Yeah, it's yeah. like Delta and American Airlines. Like right. exactly. you, with, it's, it's, you with Amex yeah. or you with, and so what happens is you figure out who you're building your relationship with and figure out, okay, what cards am I getting to align? So these reward points, I get the maximum benefit. So I can now, if I'm flipping homes, I get reward points to cover that. Now, if I'm entrepreneur I'm leveraging my credit to get reward points and I can use a um, website I can use a website like sometimes some companies with utility bills and groceries I mean utility bills they don't accept credit card payments right right so you use a website like plastique yes. you can use plastique to cover that payment that don't accept credit cards mm. you can use your reward points to pay plastique off so now you getting since I got good credit I don't even got to pay for my 
homeowner's insurance. I ain't got to pay or, you know, I ain't got to pay for my car insurance. I ain't got to pay for my light bill, my gas bill, because I'm leveraging reward points. Yeah. Then I'm leveraging reward points to cover over my transactions from Walmart. Mm -hmm. So all my electronics, my toiletries, and my groceries is in one place. So I'm taking the reward points and I'm leveraging them to lower my overhead. Absolutely, because now, like you said, That's if you're great. investing in using Home Depot, you're partnering up the right way, you're spending all, you're gonna buy your materials and everything like that anyway, anyway regardless. So you might mm -hmm. as well use your credit card versus your cash. You get your reward points, and now those reward points can actually pay for your primary, the utilities at least. Yep. At the, the very least. Of it, at the very least. So now, you're already gonna spend the money. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just you playing the game now. So yeah. I have a question, uh -huh. especially when we're thinking about first-time buyers, or what about people that are like, listen, I bought a house, probably bought a house back in 07, 06, right? Mm -hmm. And now I foreclosed, I had to do a loan modification, or you know, I had to file bankruptcy, and now they're in the process of rebuilding. Mm -hmm. When you're working with people that have those type of blemishes on their credit, or challenges, so to speak, I like to call it a challenge, because mm -hmm. challenges mm -hmm. can be overcome. Absolutely. What is it that you would say, like, how do you help them start to rebuild? Because, we you know, they're looked upon like, oh, wow, you had this foreclosure, you had this bankruptcy, we may or may not be able to help you. What companies or credit cards should they look into or trade lines they should look into that, that to help rebuild with, them? That, that work with folks that are credit challenged? That are credit challenged, but specifically foreclosures, past foreclosures, mm -hmm. bankruptcies, and we know loan modifications affect them as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that, like, it's certain banks, the deal is that you can go to banks and they all got different criterias, right? I tell people uh, the worst thing people always want to do is go to Amex, <laughs> right? You want to understand, I always deal with local credit unions, right? And the reason I deal with credit unions and different credit unions is because they're more forgiving and understanding on the rebuilding side, mm -hmm. right? But that's where, when I, like I stated earlier, if, you know, Lord forbid, you got a foreclosure, if you had good credit at that time, most likely, guess what you did? You toasted the banks too. Yeah. Chase ain't forgiven. Nope. <laughs> right? Chase, Chase never forgives. But, <laughs> but Chase don't. In my rose <laughs> voice. Listen, Chase never forgives. Chase is not forgiven. Amex is very hard to get back, but they will if you understand how to work the system. But this is where you come in, and that's why it's important, like, with the secure loans and the secure credit card mm -hmm. that converts over into an unsecured. Because then you, they'll give you a chance to start out over here with your own money and then build over and flip over into it that way. Mm -hmm. okay. And so that's the importance of why I tell people all the time, it's like, listen, you have to understand credit unions, right? Can I, um, in different credit unions, most time people don't understand how to go and maximize the benefit on building the relationships with specific credit unions and then getting the max from them, right? Because right. they don't know, hey, you know, Johnny, uh, you know, the farming, Credit Union of South Georgia is going to pull from TransUnion. Meanwhile, PenFed is going to pull from Equifax, and this one is going to pull from Experian. Well, if you understand that these three pull from different bureaus every time I apply for credit from them, guess what? It's only one inquiry. Mm -hmm. So if I can get two credit cards from here on one inquiry, I'm two credit cards up. If I can do that three times, I'm six credit cards to the good with one inquiry across the board on each bureau. Mm. Right. Or most people don't know, like Bank of America is good for giving Bank of America will give you two credit cards, one inquiry. Mm. So I tell people, listen, build your if you start off and you rebuild it, build with Bank of America. Then once you get into good standing, you can go and get two credit cards at one time. So now and it's only going to hit one inquiry. Right. 
Think, same thing with American Express. If you can get in good grace with American Express, you could run American Express six, seven business cards. Mm. See what I'm saying? But most people don't know. If you have an American Express card, you can literally go and apply for five or six credit cards on American Express in one day and either get a soft pool or one inquiry. Mm. Since you already got a report, a report with them, they may just do a soft pool. If, you, if you're okay with them, they may give you one hard inquiry, but you can go get five credit cards from them in one day. All on, but use your business. As long as your business is together and your business is set up, you could literally leverage that and grow your, you grow your portfolio. And now guess what? Since you have those funds available, that can help you with your deposit. Hell, if you don't run the play on making money off a trailer, leverage your credit. Hell, go get 50,000, 100,000 and still run an entrepreneur loan Leveraging your credit, hiring your utilization back and forth, and now, and now you beat the system of yeah. having to go through and say, okay, I got to have W-2s for this long, and I, my credit got, you know, not just credit, because your credit going to be okay because you applied yeah. for credit, but now you beating the W-2 side if you don't want to go through that, or if you can't qualify for enough house, because mm. that's the side. A lot of times, people start making money, and they be like, well, I want more than what they qualify me for. Yeah. Happens no, all the time. Happens, happens every, every day. day. Mm -hmm. Happen. <laughs> Look, we, we have the narco type, but we say it happens every day. Ha happens every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're talking a lot about credit, um, but before we get out of here, first of all, there's a lot of great information in this, right? Appreciate but it. But we got to talk about, you know, real estate, because you just, you and our brother, Big Trap, Wall Street Trapper, mm -hmm. just got your own reparations. Right. You know what Big I'm saying? Big deal. Big deal. 40 acres in a mule, AKA a asset in a mule. I, yeah, asset Island. Asset Island. Island is amazing. We need yeah. to know what the hell made you two guys go out here and buy Asset Island. That had nothing to do with me. <laughs> right place, right time. <laughs> Yo, listen. I was in Vegas. No, I, was in, I think I was in Las Vegas or San Diego. He called like, Yo, five. I said, What's up? He said, Yo, you want to buy a farm? I said, What? He said, Yo, you want to buy a farm? 40 acres. Automatically, it said 40 acres in the mule. I was like, yeah, bet. I seen the meme in my head. I seen, yo, <laughs> Wall Street Trapper buys farm 40 acres in the mule. I said, yeah, bet, run it. He like, yo, all right, let's do it. Immediately, my brain starts to work, too. I'm like, okay, so we're buying a farm. I told my wife, yo, babe, we're going to uh, buy a farm 40 acres. She's like, for real? I was like, yeah. She's like, how much is it? I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> me and Trap, we ain't we'll talking about numbers. Out. We'll figure it out, right? Yeah. So me and Trap ended up jumping on a phone call um, and, and, and ran through more details, and that's when we came up with the name. We just brainstorming, and that's when we came up with the name Asset Island. And and the goal was is because I'm like, yo, listen, 40 acres is cool. 40 acres and a mule represent a lot to our culture, right? Yes. But then it is, it's a lot of benefits that's going to come with it as entrepreneurs, and it's a, it's a lot of uncharted territory as blacks in America, when it comes to farming, when it comes to agriculture, when it comes to land ownership, it's a lot of ignorance there. And I'm still not fully educated on it. But what I realized, I do know, the tax benefits is crazy, mm. right? Um, the, the learning curve is crazy, so it's a lot for us to learn and expose our community to. And for us to be able to fill, put our own food on our table, to be able to grow our own food, to be able to supply um, black-owned grocery stores, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of benefits that come with it. And so what we automatically looked at was like, listen, Asset Island, the reason it's Asset Island, we got the Wealth Wishing Well. The Wealth Wishing, wishing well. well. The Wealth Wishing Well. So you well. throw $100 down the well, 
and you make a wish. Now listen, so you get <laughs> how you much get, you get out. You get the asset island coin when you come, right? It's okay. a token. It's Ooh. a token of the property. What happens is, is you drop the token into the the, the well. When you pull water out, you're going to actually go plant your your dreams and your desires. You're going to plant your wealth. Mm -hmm. So now, let's just say we're doing something collard greens or kale or spinach, right? You literally come out and you plant you plant your wealth. But what happens is, is you now get to give life to what it is that you desire. You get to give life to your wealth. And then guess what happens is that something like spinach, something like kale, it goes on and gets donated to uh, a black owned uh, grocery store. Well, these are things that give life. So now you're giving life into people that's gonna live forever. Mm. So you don't know how many people, your, your, your wealth when it was born, how much life you gave it when you planted it. When you planted that seed, you gave it so much life that's gonna live forever. And yeah. so this is one of the things that like Asset Island is about is that it's not just the education, it's not understanding everything, it's about coming out and being able to actually plant your wealth mm. and, and, and let your mind, and, I mean plant your wealth and let it live forever. You know what I mean? And give life to the things you dream of and the wealth that you desire. This is so powerful. That is powerful. This is so powerful. That. When I saw that, I was so proud. Shout out to Denise the Broker, my boo. Shout yeah. out. So, shout so, out to so, Denise. I'm so, 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 so happy for her, but so happy yes. for you guys for really getting this because the 40 acres does represent a lot for our community. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to p turn it into a place where they can come and just see their dreams grow. I can't wait to visit. I need to be out there. Nah, that was a lot of bars right there. <laughs> yeah, that like, was that was everything. I didn't expect that. That was you know everything. I'm saying? I ain't hold it's you not up. Just, it's, it's not just about yeah. the, it's not about the form. Mm. It's about the dream. Yeah. And it's about, you know, and this is, it's benefits of this, right? Is that right now, and I tell people this, it's like, look, it's such, it's such a benefit is that, imagine that we, we put a few small houses on the, on the land and let people come out, right? Not only, you know, we educate people on so much, but it's so loud in the city. It's so hard to digest. People can listen to this episode, but if you listen to this episode and your baby crying, if you listen to this episode and, you, and your, your husband is yelling and he got an attitude or he want tacos for dinner yeah. and you ain't made him yet, if, if, if you know, your neighbors is banging in the window and you know, it's such a distraction in life that sometimes we don't get to digest the, the wealth and the, the information and knowledge deeply. So one of the things about it is that when we gonna do retreats on Asset Island, it allows people to come out to the country where it's quiet, where you can actually meditate and you get that peace and quiet for the things that you learned and the knowledge that you gained, where you can sit and, and actually let it really settle in and, and it's, it's, it's nothing here, but it's us. You know what's so crazy? All I'm hearing is multiple streams of income. I, you know it's just saying? falling like, out of Asset like, Island. I, I'm hearing <laughs> Asset Island is just like, but, I'm hearing agriculture. Trap was online talking about he gonna get chickens and shit. Chickens. Like, like he, he gonna have birds like Mike Tyson. <laughs> like all types of shit. Trap the farmer, right? Trap the farmer, farmer with big ready. trap. Farmer right? with big farmer trap. Go follow farmer, farmer with big trap. Follow because... farmer with big trap because trap gonna handle the farming, right? I'm only playing with the horses, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going, look, I'm Rob going to get two horses, right? Uh -huh. But but he already started farming with Big Trap. So the things that grow in, in the different agriculture, the reason why he was telling me about, my man was telling me about like different forms of meat, halal meat, this, that, and the third. It's just so much that we can do. We already got like 300 pecan trees. And so wow. what happens is, is that now it's just going to be such an experience, yeah. right? And like you said, so many forms of income. Well, I got a big mouth and I always talk numbers. I can't help it. But I said, look, man, we're gonna let 10 people come out. It's 5,000 to come spend a weekend on Asset Island. Mm. We do it once a quarter. We can donate our time once a quarter 
and let 10 people come out for 5,000. It won't be more than 10,000. I said, listen, if it's more than 10 people here, when you get here, we get a refund, right? 10 people come out, spend that weekend with us. We learn together, we grow, we meditate, and we, you know, the whole experience, but then we educate you on not only agriculture, on the things that we got, what we did to get here. So it's gonna be investing with Trap, it's gonna be the credit with me, and, and everything combined, and then understanding the mm. power of this land. But I said, well, sure, well, Trap, that's, that's 50,000. That's 200,000 in a year. Mm -hmm. I said, well, that pays for the farm. That pays for the upkeep. That pays for everybody to be able to come and get that experience. So now the farm paid for itself. Mm. Mm. Now when we donate everything that we grow, it's a tax write-off. Absolutely. Yes. Whatever we sell, it's all profit. Yeah. What's the reason why it's called Asset Island? We know. Asset, that, I know it was a reason that, behind it. It's, it's a reason behind it. Right? I said, I know it's a story behind it. It's assets over liabilities. Can't that cost fact. us? Everything got to benefit us. Everything has to benefit us. No Everything. liabilities allowed. No liabilities at all. And None. I love to hear that. So when you're talking about, so we're talking to people now, like, you know, we're, you big, 40 acres, that's, that's a that's big That's huge. Deal. Mm -hmm. So we talk to the first time home buyer that's getting prepared. If you can talk to the first time home buyer right now and say, listen, these are three things I would recommend you do if you know that you have challenge credit or even no credit. What should they do to really get themselves prepared to purchase a home? If I'm a first time home buyer, if I'm a first time home buyer and it's three things that you have to do, um, the biggest thing is for me, um, experience home ownership, right? I grew up in the projects. so. I grew up in the projects. I didn't oh know God. what it was like to, to have a home, right? I, I bought a mansion because I rented a mansion for my birthday. And I stayed in it and I realized that four of my brothers was here, full grown adults. And I, know, I couldn't hear or find them in the house. Mm. And I remember growing up where if you needed somebody, you just say their name. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you can't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up. 600 square feet, hard, no carpet. You know what I'm saying? Everything tile, cement. So I, I, it, it put a different feeling on me of actually being exposed to it. And I'm like, damn, I thought I was doing something with the house I had until I realized this. I said, nah, this is comfortable. That motivated me to want to go out and buy. I said, well, listen, some people don't know the benefit of having a home. I said, listen, you working, you, 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 you taking care of your family, you getting your credit together, go on a vacation for seven days to, to, to Florida and rent a house. Go, go, rent a, go rent a house that you probably can qualify for, a $500,000, $600,000 house. Put your kids in, understand when they can go outside in that backyard and play with the toys and everything set up. Go rent it and, and, and see what it's like. Now it puts a different drive in you to be motivated to actually buy, right? Understand that. You can't build wealth without owning real estate. Right. The easiest way to build wealth is in owning real estate. Absolutely. So when you say you want to be wealthy, when you look at your kids, when you look at your family, when you look at your lineage of what's going to be left behind, is that what assets are they going to own? Well, if it's three things that you need to do. It's all going, I'm going to start with your mindset. I gave you the tools on credit. I gave you the tools on how to go get money if they picked it up or not. Mm -hmm. told you go to Bank of America and get two credit cards at once. I told you go to Amex and run the play up. You another one. You can go to Barclays and get large lines of credit, right? You can go to uh, First Tech Financial. First Tech uh, Financial is another credit union that give large lines like Navy Federal used to do. I'm giving y'all the places where you can go and get the capital. Once you get the capital, what you do with it is up to you. But now that's where home ownership come into play because now you got capital. Now you're looking to 
purchase home, and once you purchase that home, understand how you can really build and grow. Take it to the next level. So the three things is, one, go experience what it's like to spend time in a home. Put your family in a home with you. Put your mom in that home with you and, and see what it's like. Like, nah, we didn't grow up like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is different. Go, go rent yes. an Airbnb for yes. a weekend on take your family out. Experience go. it. Boom. Get, get your credit together. Once you get your credit together, you know, understand the benefits of credit, how it can help you generate capital. Most important thing is, listen, I want to generate money off of having good credit that can help me establish wealth. It's four quadrants in life that everybody got to focus on. Earned income, semi-passive income, passive income, and investments. And that investment portfolio is majority real estate. So it accumulates, it grows in equity, and it generates, it could generate cash flow if you make it. Mm -hmm. Those are things I would like for people to do when it comes to home ownership. Look, oh, I love it. Phenomenal love episode. It. Look, before, I, I can't, I, oh, we, I can't. We got to do it. We got to do it. Go no, ahead. I need, I need to know about Jet 500 real quick, right? Because we're talking about <laughs> real estate. Not the rest of you. We, we're going to do that too. But, you know, we're talking about well, real well, estate well, show. Well, you know what? The, mm -hmm. right? the Jet is actually, it's, it definitely is an asset. Look, Rick Ross said on Assets Over Liability Show, Shout out to Rashad and Troy. He, he said, he, mm -hmm. said. he said, some people, in his Rick voice voice, some people think a jet is a liability. liability. But you know, that might be an asset for the next man. Well, you're the next man I know who so, got a jet. So let's talk right? about so it. So let's yeah. talk about this jet real quick, real briefly. Like, because <clears throat> most people say buying planes are a bad investment. Mm -hmm. But you flipped that. You made it into an asset, not a liability. Yeah, so... Let me explain something to you on the journey. That's probably a bad Rick Ross impersonation battle. But you did, you did, you did but, great. But you it was 100% right, right? It was authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to that episode. I was the first thing yeah. mentioned on that episode, That, that right? is a fact. <laughs> so, but with the jet, um, what happened is, is that I started, I turned it into an asset. And the reason it became an asset, because I, I started understanding the industry. I was brokering jets, running, jumping off of planes. You know, we play with the lifestyle. Like, mm -hmm. I only want to do fly shit. I don't care. It, like, if y'all got a fly setup, I'm like, y'all want to go. I just want to do fly shit. Yeah. So that's that's the reason. I'm like, yeah. yo, I want to do fly shit. So I'm like, yo, I wanted, I remember wanting to, I just, I seen people taking pictures on the jet and I want to know what it was like. I tell you, I'm from the projects. Like, I'm really like a project baby. Like, my TED talk, I say I'm a crack baby, uh, born in the 80s, crack baby. I'm a project baby. I don't. We had nothing. Mm -hmm. So the nice cars got experience. I was like, cool, but what's them private jets like? So I started jumping on private jets. I learned how to get on private jets for 90% off. I was paying $300 to jump on a private jet, right? I was flying on a companion pass to New York, get on from New York and fly back down to mm -hmm. North Carolina, right? To the Cub, and then I'll come back home from North Carolina just to see what that experience was like. Man, I jumped on that jet and it was a different treatment. So now I'm getting lobster rolls ordered. We on the, I'm on the plane playing my own music, taking pictures, and I'm like, yo, this is different. What happened is I jumped on the jet, took the picture. People started hitting me up about private jets, asking me about it. I ain't have nothing to tell them about. I ended up broke getting with a company and partnering with them and telling them I would send referrals for people who wanted to book jets. So people always was hitting me up like, yo, I need a jet connect. So now people brokering jets, and I'm getting paid from it. So I said, hmm. cash flow. So now it only made sense. So now I'm making money off of sending people and referrals. So now what happened is that I'm making money online. My business is growing. And Grant Cardone, I ain't going to hold you. Grant Cardone motivated the move. Hmm. It was like, yeah, you can fake a Lambo, but you can't fake a jet. 
Whew. And I looked at everybody else online and said, you could fake a Lambo. <laughs> you can't fake but a check. And you can't finance it. Mm. Less it's thirty million. Look, I look. So look, you, just, you gotta pay for it. This is heavy geez. talk right now. This, so, this is this is heavy talk. <laughs> so I went and um, some people presented me with a with a deal to buy a jet, and I was like, I thought about it. And I'm like, how much money will it make? They showed me the P and L. They said, listen, if you stay off of it, you can do about twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month. Mm. I said, okay. My accountant goes, this is important to team. As we start building wealth, you got to have the right team in place. So my accountant was like, tax write-off, crazy. I already knew the tax write-off on the truck. Y'all seen what I did at the wedding for my wife and stuff. You know, we just understand how to win. So I'm like, tax write-off, crazy. So I'm like, bet. I buy the jet. Guess what happens is that I didn't, I'm looking at it like, okay, I'm going to buy the jet. Branding and marketing. Put my, put my logo on the top. Well, we got money bag yo coming in town. Guess what? He on my jet. Guess what? Ross got to move somewhere. Look, bro, can I, let me throw you my jet. Yeah. So now when people calling me for jets, I can throw the select people my jet. Yeah. Right? It opened up as an asset. It opened up different rooms. I'm a, it's two things I want to go into. One is that the opening with the jet, I had to start learning another industry. Right? And I'm looking and going, there's not a lot of us in it. It's a reason why not, right? You can't tell me it's not profitable because everybody on jets. Every time I go to the clear port, there's planes taking off. So you can't tell me it's not profitable. It's just not a lot of people that look like us in it. Yeah. So I started, I got with a company and a company managed my managed the jet, right? And it was like, look, it's gonna make you about twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month, and you know, we'll manage it, boom, boom, boom. But it's always a learning curve. So I see one month. This goes out, uh, maintenance happens, this happens. Oh yeah, this month, it's, it's, it's not parentheses around the number. Mm-hmm. It's like a little minus sign. <laughs> <laughs> I should say like $53,000. So I'm wow. going, I spent millions on this plan, I owe you $53,000. Okay, okay, cool, I'm still excited. <laughs> the blood is still flowing from, yo, I got a jet on one. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's crazy. So it's like, yeah, I got a jet, 53000 All right. Another month, 83. Okay, I got a jet, let me go work, I'm still working. Yeah. You know, I see a month, I made like 11,000, then I made 18,000. Then we, I'm able to do my tour. We did the tour, seven cities, seven days. It yeah. cost me like 50, 60,000 to use my jet. Mm. So I'm like, okay, we won that month. I get hit with a little invoice, I'm like, okay. I get hit with another invoice at 83,000. At this point now, I don't, I'm not getting on the plane. Yeah. I've been on it for the seven cities, seven days. I'm like, yo, wait a minute, bro. I paid millions for the plane and I'm dishing out tens of thousands of dollars. Every month. I got a fucking problem. Yeah. So I made money a few times, but I'm going, okay. This point now we gotta have a conversation. So now I'm looking at it going, nah, I didn't want to get involved. I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know that, you know, earned income, semi-passive, passive investments. <laughs> yeah. Thought it was an investment or passive. I didn't know I needed to talk to my pilots. Mm. I didn't know that if these people, mm-hmm, people. lovely people, <laughs> um, you know, certain things that they can bypass, 
and certain things that they can do and fly and make and make trips. At certain times they can know when to get fuel. At certain times that they may they can take extra flights. They don't have to take certain time off. I didn't know that I needed to butter them up. Mm. So my pilots was costing me money. One of them quit. And I'm like, what did he quit for? They was like, I don't know, did you talk to him? I was like, I've never spoke to him. What I need to talk to him for? Y'all manage it. It's like, yeah, but it's your plane you own and he works for you. Mm. So I just had to figure that was a learning curve. Then I figured, well, why y'all sending my plane over here? My name him 500. I'm a black entrepreneur that live in Atlanta. Atlanta, New York, Philly, Chicago, I mean, Texas, Miami. These are markets where my influence is strong yeah. amongst entrepreneurs. Stop sending my plane to California and Puerto Rico yeah. and letting it sit when it could be moving here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I have to get involved and, and start getting involved in my process of moving my plane. Oof. Guess what happens? $90,000 in a month. Profit. Mm. Profit. Mm. I go, <laughs> this is the learning curve. And I say, listen, I have to, I had to get involved. I want to know another thing happens. I get a phone call. Yo, five, we need a jet. Where? Minnesota. Bro, it's nine o'clock at night. Nah, it's for Kanye. <clears throat> we need a jet now. <laughs> Where you're playing at Miami, guess what the benefit is? Since I'm partnered with management companies, we got jets all around the country. Guess what kind of doors get opened up for me since I own a jet? Yeah. Now, since I own a jet, people I'll call me. Yeah. Whether they know I'm using mine or not, Yeah. we they, got they politicians and high-ranking people coming home that, 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 that did things for our community that's crazy that got to come home from prison. People don't even know that they coming home. Guess what? Yo, we need a jet. And we need a quiet. That's why I can't say the name. But we, and we need a quiet. Got you. We can go to celebrities, but they're going to put it on social media. Yeah. We need it quiet. Now, I mean, I'm getting in rooms and having conversations with people because I own a jet. Yo, we need this. Somebody need to move from Puerto Rico to here. Somebody need to leave out of St. Thomas and, and come up here. I got you. I get a lot of Dominican Republic because it's hard to get out of yeah. Um, yeah. Punta Cana. Can't, can't get out of there. Oh, so-and-so going to get surgery. I know first. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sick of you. Oh, you, you, no, 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 you can't do that. Don't do that now. Don't do that. It's a so-and-so okay. going to get surgery. Though, but what, what, I, what, I really, what I'm getting from this and what I gather yeah, you're is, full. is having an asset, owning the asset, real estate, jets, but owning the asset gives you the leverage, puts you in rooms you wouldn't normally be in. That also helps you leverage who you are as a person, what rooms you're in, so you can continue to build passive income, earned but income. But also, and I, all think, those I think what was important is you gotta, even though you have these assets and you might have people managing, mm -hmm. you gotta take control and responsibility of your I own shit. I saw that. You it's gotta roll up your own sleeve. Because I, I said that when you, you said that. You have I, to I've realize, <laughs> yo, this is the best move yeah. for me, and this is where my influence lays. This is how I see it, right? These are things like when Magic Johnson said he had to change the the the, the, the treats in his 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 Starbucks mm -hmm. and or his his Starbucks and his, his his theaters it had to be different from what it was in a white community. It's the same thing. They don't understand us, so it is a loss for us. Diddy does never see his plane, right? We got like a partnering management company. They like yo, he leaves his plane running. He understands his asset, but is it profitable? I doubt it because he don't mention it. So it's certain ways that we don't get to market things because it's nobody really going in and it may not matter to yeah. them, but I had to go in and physically make them understand how to move my plane 
to make it profitable for so, me. So that way it makes sense. Well, we, you know what? You have been phenomenal. Yeah, this has been we a lot of information. We have enjoyed this episode. I know we went off a of real estate 40, a little the 40 bit. Acres but and, but you know what, though? That was dope, It's though. an asset. It was a, I think that we still a, have... It was a lesson Because you know too. what? The jet for the right takes price, you home. The, the, the right, jet takes you home. The, for the right <laughs> price, I'll put Rancid Gems on it. And, you know, it'll be a Rancid Gems jet for the right price. And I mean, give more money off of it. Speaking of Rancid Gems, you have been phenomenal. You've given us everything that Absolutely. That a lot of credit information. Would. We want to have a rant in a gym about your industry because everybody can do credit. Everybody's a guru. What is a rant in a gym about your industry that you want to share with our people? A rant. When it comes to credit is this, is that um, I love the fact that it's so many, quote, unquote, what they call gurus. But what I call it is the fact that it's cool to be smart. I love the fact that there's people out there that know more about credit than I do. I love the fact that it's now cool to be smart that's the best thing ever uh, to come on a show called Ransom Gems for us for us black people nice watches nice nice jewelry mm -hmm. beautiful watch the, the the fresh backward red bread ones yeah right there we go. let's go let's go that <laughs> we can have this conversation look like us and we came to have a conversation about being smart and passing on intelligence to help our community mm -hmm. so for me that's the key thing now is that it's cool to be smart right the cool thing is to be smart Passing and, 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 and everything that was cool is still can be embraced by a certain community, but we switching the narrative, yes. right? And so now that we're changing the narrative and making it cool to be smart, I love the gurus. I love everybody out there that got something to say, that got something to teach. As long as the things that you teach is, is, is actually something that you know. If you know it, share it with somebody else. You got an obligation. And if I told you today and you heard it for the first time, just make sure you reduplicate it right and tell somebody else because somebody didn't see this episode. Absolutely. Somebody didn't see the other episode before this one on Ransom Gym. So you need to go to every Ransom Gym episode, catch information and go share with the people around you because I guarantee it's somebody in your life that can use that information and go to the next level. Love Facts. it. Facts. What's your gem? Last gem of the night. A gem. Um, if I'm thinking about a gem when it comes to Real estate, um, if you look in, some people, you go in to real estate to purchase a home. That's what real estate means to you. Some people look and go, I want to be an investor in real estate. And when I tell people an investor in real estate, for me, I got turned off by rental properties. So instead of doing rental properties, I do and I invest into actual storage units. So now what we're doing right now is working on gathering storage units. Why? Because I can go and buy a house, yes, and the, and the profits is 8% to 9% of the monthly rent is my profits. Meanwhile, it's 60% on a storage unit. You know, so now... People cause problems. People boom. always cause problems, I swear. So instead of going, if you're looking to get in real estate and you're building wealth and, and you're building those blocks out, understand when it gets to the investment side of it and you want to look for a great return, go and start looking into searching actual buying storage units. You don't have people. You don't have plumbing. <laughs> you don't have the insurance. The, the cost is, is much lower and cheaper. Even the build is $60 a square foot. So it's much cheaper, much affordable with a much larger return. And if you build out a portfolio, you can sell it for multi-millions later. So I'm talking about. Big gems. You, you, big gems. Big, big gems, gems with Big 500. Y'all yes. heard, heard it, man. Basically, so look. you had to change your name. It's Big 500. It is Big 500. <laughs> big 500. That was a big gem. Storage yeah. unit. We're going to have to have a whole episode about storage units because that, that that is a lot that's going on in that, in that marketplace yes. when it comes to real estate. So no, I agree. We got to have it. that. Yeah. All right, guys. So look, this was a great episode of Marcus. Tell them how to find you. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at him500. Can I give the people something? 
Go ahead. Do what you gotta do. Listen, I'm gonna give you guys every credit union for you guys to be able to build with. I'm gonna give you guys a list of every single credit union for everybody that watches this show. I'm gonna give you a list of every credit union and which bureau they pull from so you guys know which bureau they can pull from, how you can maximize your funding when you go out and improve your credit and how to get capital back from the actual banks, right? So text the number, text Rants and Jim, just text Rants. Right, text RANTS to 404-737-3767. Text RANTS to 404-737-3767. I'ma break down every credit, I'ma break down the credit unions that pull by bureau, and I'ma give that to you guys so you guys can know how to go and get, you know, six credit cards, seven credit cards with two or three inquiries. Let's do it. Say less. Y'all heard, y'all heard the man, we'll put the text in the, in the description, um, but, this was an amazing episode. Amazing Another episode. One. Another one. Another one. And it was a great way to start off the new year, you oh, know? Oh, my goodness. Because this was people, such a great it's, year. It's like, I'm, I'm, I am like revived. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's like you, you're starting ready. You got your first block. I want 40 acres in a mule, God damn it. I, listen, <laughs> listen. So After this episode, I want 40 it. acres in a mule. I want you guys to know. coach your business. Right. So they yeah. got the first building block. Yeah. So building wealth. Through yep. real estate. Mm -hmm. You guys make sure that you stay tuned. We're giving you all of the building blocks, all of the steps all year to get you prepared to buy that home, right? Absolutely, man. We gotta we gotta increase the black home ownership rate with forty two percent. We gotta get that up. Um, and we're gonna help do our part, you know, by giving you guys good information, actionable mm -hmm. items, so that way you guys can go out there and build wealth with real estate. And be so, inspired. And be inspired and motivated yeah. and go out there and execute. Yeah. You know, execution over excuses all day. So, um, look, we out of here, man. Like, comment, share, subscribe. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG The Mortgage Guy. And my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317576. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Rants and Gems show. Peace. Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lies. Speed my rants and gems. Speed my rants and gems. Y'all can do it, we discover. Peace to all the kings and the queens where the mother lies. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.